Be happy for what you have. My grandmother, Miss Lena, had many successes in life. Anytime she was congratulated for a job well done, she would say, Well, thank you. It was by the grace of God. She could be tough and cantankerous from time to time, but she was also humble and modest and gracious. I learned so much from her. She made her point about most everything in extremes. She weaved tales. I guess the polite way of saying it is that she was comfortable telling me some whoppers. Years later, Grandmom said that she did it for my own good. She used to really have me going. About bragging, Miss Lena said, Honey, baby, if you're good at something, keep it to yourself. There ain't nothing worse than somebody telling everybody about how good they are at something or how much money they got or how good-looking they are. When she got to the good-looking thing, here came the Aunt Fran story. Fran was raised in a family that thought themselves to be a little better than the rest. Proper talk, proper education, proper, proper, proper. Grandma didn't care much about proper. Aunt Fran had been a county fair queen in her little hometown. Young bugs clamored for her attention. Grandmom's youngest and dashingly handsome brother, J.T., went to a dance one night and swept Fran right off her feet. J.T. left all of Fran's suitors from the most respectful of families in the dust. Miss Lena said, Like your non-blood Aunt Fran, wearing them outfits and just dying for some man to tell her how pretty she thinks she is, She'll get old, and her dresses ain't going to fit her right. Her hair ain't going to stay blonde forever, neither. Then what's she going to do? You best keep your opinions of yourself to yourself. If you're good, then everybody knows it. Ain't no need to remind them. Besides, it's bad manners. When it came to those who flaunted their wealth, it was... They ain't that many people these days that's got a whole lot. Men has come back from the war and having to start from scratch. They was over there getting shot at, not much to eat, worrying about getting killed. She pointed out the window and said, You ask any one of them what they think about somebody being rich and see what they say. They don't care nothing about how much money somebody's got. They's just glad to be alive and working, taking care of their families, Besides, rich don't have nothing to do with being a man. It's how they got rich that counts, and then what they do with it. Miss Lena wasn't one to put up with complaining or feeling sorry for yourself. There was always a way to divert you from your problem by one-upping you. I remember coming into the house on a cold and snowy Middle Tennessee winter day and complaining to her about how cold my hands were. In Miss Lena's way of thinking, kids went outside and played when it was time to clean the house no matter the weather. When it rained, you played under the carport. My hands were red and freezing. Miss Lena took one look at them, and for a brief moment, I thought I saw a glimpse of concern in her brow. I thought, aha, she feels sorry for me. I'm going to get to come inside, maybe watch TV, have some hot chocolate, maybe a cookie or two. Then she turned it on me. As I stood on the stool in front of the kitchen sink, and she ran cold water first, then warmer water over my hands, Miss Lena said, they was these two little boys that didn't listen to their mother and went down there to the railroad tracks, the one that I keep telling you to stay away from. Well, they got to fooling around and a train come by and cut their hands off. Now they ain't got no hands. I bet they wish they had some hands to get cold. I bet they wish they could build a snowman. 
Now take yourself back on outside and be thankful you got hands to get cold. Miss Lena had her own routines and schedules. The times my two younger brothers and I lived with her, she had us on half-hour regiments. Supper, half-hour. Homework, half-hour. Watch a little TV, half-hour. The half-hour of watching TV with Miss Lena was not necessarily a treat. Granted, we generally got a scoop or two of ice cream while sitting on the floor in front of the tube. But as a kid, eating ice cream and being forced to watch Lawrence Welk was kind of a wash. The ice cream was gone in a matter of minutes. You still had lots of Mr. Welk to deal with. You dare not complain or Miss Lena would tell you to go over your homework again. After TV, it was worship time. My brothers and I took baths in segments. I was always last. Getting clean was not fun. Grandmom was in charge. Sometimes she'd take a toothbrush to your head. She'd say, What did you do, honey? Did you just go jump in the mud? Clean hair, clean nails, and clean teeth. Clean pajamas. That was her nightly objective. She had her work cut out for her with us three. A little more TV time. Generally, it was the news or some other old folks program, and then off to bed. Prayers, not those short verse ones. Honest-to-goodness ones. As scheduled as was Ms. Lena, she always took her time with us when it came to the content of our prayers. I would say amen, and she would remind me, Did you say thank you, Lord, for having a roof over your head? Thank you, Lord, for having something good to eat. I didn't hear you say anything about having clean clothes to wear to school. Be sure you thank him for having family that loves you. Then she'd wrap it up for us three boys with, And thank you, Lord, for these three grandbabies of mine. They's going to be fine men someday with your grace. With that, it was lights out and a constant reminder. Now don't let me have to come back in here or you're really going to have something to pray about. Let's all say a prayer for one another. <laughs> 